Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Now, the future of public transport, uh, it's often discussed on the programme, came into pretty uh, stark focus uh, yesterday when it was being discussed at civil service level. And it is concerning. Uh, millions in extra funding is needed to avoid what's been described as imminent and serious collapse of Northern Ireland's public transport network. That's a big speak yesterday from the at the Infrastructure Committee meeting. A dire warning from a top uh, department official, uh, John McGrath, uh, saying that uh, not only has the department been unable to address these cuts in recent years, they have almost become institutionalised and Translink's reserves are rapidly dwindling. Are we slowly watching the service disappear? Let me speak to economist Dr Esmond Burney. Uh, Esmond, good morning. Good morning, Frank. Uh, maybe it's just worth reminding people listening how exactly Translink does operate and how it is funded. Well, yes, it's it's a mix in that obviously, uh, as we all know from our everyday experience, if we get on the bus or the train, um, most of us do have to pay a fare, though obviously they're age-related and some other concessionary free travel. So some of their uh, revenue or their financing comes from the public paying, but, but a large proportion does come from a subsidy, and that's obviously been designed over the years to ensure that buses continue to operate in um, sort of the more rural, more remote parts of the countryside where numbers of passengers would be lower. And indeed, um, without subsidy, almost all of the trade service probably wouldn't be breaking even, so we wouldn't have any railway network or almost no railway network whatsoever. So it's a mixture of payment of fares, but also... um, subsidy. Uh, and that's the element that the senior civil servant in the Storm Committee yesterday was, was sort of earmarking and he was saying it had been cut back so severely, starting about uh, uh, several years ago, maybe four or five years ago, uh, that um, there was now the great danger of that they would just have to shut down a, a, a very large proportion of the total TransLink network. All of this at a time when we've got the spotlight on the transport hubs that they're developing, including the one just across the way there in the vicinity of Sandy Row. 
Yes, that's right. Um, it, it, it has been sort of ring-fenced as a flagship project. It was already identified before devolution stopped at the start of 2017. Now, now it's back uh, on the table and, and going ahead. Uh, as I understand that the, the money is sort of uh, is, is ring-fenced, so the money is there for it. Um, now, I know some people may say, well, you know, there's an obvious solution here. Instead of spending up to $200 million on redeveloping Great Victoria Street Station, why don't you spend that on ensuring that you still have buses around Doma or Balamina or Stravan or wherever? It's, it's probably not as simple as that because... Uh, the redesign of the hub of Great Victoria Street is all about um, giving it enough capacity to handle what are very large, long trains coming in from Dublin. You need a very long platform. And uh, both uh, what used to be, I still call it Central Station, Lanyon Place and Great Victoria Street are, are reaching capacity. So the investment is needed. Now, Translink, they run 12,500 services every day, a fleet of 1,400 buses and trains carrying a million and a half passengers every week. We, we We do take them for granted. Now, if it was to be stood down to some extent or, or curtailed, could the private sector take up the slack or is that, is that a, 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 you know, forlorn hope in this part of the world? It, it probably could to uh, a large extent, but you, you would then have to work out whether the costs implied by that would be acceptable. Uh, there would be costs in several ways. Not everybody obviously owns a car or has access to a car, so some people would face particular difficulties in getting to work and visiting relatives at hospital or whatever. So there'll be all sorts of social costs like like that. And then there's obviously the, the, the environmental issue because in Northern Ireland, in terms of our methods of transport, we're already very weighted towards um, private car and that produces very intensively various pollutants and obviously particularly the carbon gases and all that. Um, so there would be an environmental cost. And what about doing away with the likes of the concessionary fares for older people? Is that just a spit in the ocean or might that be something they consider? Well, I think everything, if the situation is as bad as the civil servant was saying yesterday, in a sense, everything has to be looked that um, I'd be particularly concerned about the concession for 60 to 64 year olds because many people in that category are still in employment. Many of those people in employment are earning above average salaries, wages. So why should they be getting a sort of subsidy for people at lower incomes? But in terms of would that getting rid of such concessions, would it fill this uh, financial deficit? No, it wouldn't. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't be big enough. Uh, and finally, do you think the money will be magicked from from somewhere? Will this be a crisis that we look back on in six months' time and say a crisis? What crisis? Or is this a serious problem? It is a serious problem. Now, it is true that various storm departments at the moment are sort of, uh, as somebody once put it, putting forward their bleeding stumps and saying, look, you know, we've got this, we have this crisis, we need X number of billions. So uh, transport, Translink infrastructure is not unique in that regard. I, I suspect some of the money will become available through the forthcoming North Island Executive Budget. But I think the, uh, the, the difficult part for, for us 
uh, as a general public is we probably are looking at a situation over the long term where fares will go up a bit to to help cover some of this financial deficit. And also, I think there will be some further scaling back of the network and the sort of range of services being provided. And job losses? Uh, yes, uh, that, it is, that would be likely to entail a reduction in TransLink staff almost inevitably as part of that process of cutting costs. Yeah, concerning times. Talk resident Bernie, thank you very much indeed. Uh, 02890 coming up on a quarter past nine. I think it was only yesterday we were talking about uh, people riding the glider for free. Maybe you should think about that if you're not paying your way. You'll not appreciate the service until you don't have it. 02890 I want to speak to Fra, who's on line one. Uh, Fra, good morning. Good morning, Frank. I just wanted to maybe state the point that I'm sure a lot of your listeners are, are maybe saying themselves that uh, public transport is a public service. It needs to be subsidized. It's not there to make profit. I'm not even sure it's there to break even. It's there to ensure that people who need public transport to facilitate hospital appointments, going to work, taking the kids to school, that that is subsidized and or uh, affordable. And nobody suggests that the health service should be making a profit on this, you're a Tory or a capitalist, or that education should be making a profit. These are public services that should be, that should be, basically I think it really should be free in a modern society where the UK has the seventh uh, richest economy, wealthiest economy in the world. So, you, you know, I almost chuckle at the idea of it being free when the next question on the tip of my tongue was how much are you prepared to pay to ensure that this public service is available and that we don't have to turn solely to the private sector who would be most likely and understandably cherry picking it and providing an excellent service where it was busiest. So I understand your point about public transport and encouraging public transport and the absolute need for it, but we're short of money and those who are using it are going to have to put their hand in their pocket and pay a little bit more. How much would you be prepared to pay for, uh, in terms of per Percentage. How much would you be prepared to see a percentage rise within the bus fare or train fare? You see, you might chuckle, but I mean, it's not uh, it's not a panacea or in some ideal world where I feel that public transport should be free. I mean, it does happen in other cities. It actually encourages the local economy because it encourages more people to travel. It encourages uh, more interactions within society. It makes society potentially a safer and a more social place and there's more social cohesion because people can can travel travel for free. You see, this whole idea, I mean, I'll listen to your show, I've started listening to your show, um, I definitely hear from time to time this kind of centre-right philosophy of where's the money going to come from? There's no magic money tree. If you want a service to be maintained, then you're going to have to put up the furs and put up the prices. I was saying to your researcher that so long as the Tories... Boris Johnson or in power, we are held hostage to the neoliberal austerity that's implemented by Stormont on behalf of the British government. So I have one suggestion, but I'm not throwing it out there because I think we should somehow help TransLink uh, uh, become kind of self-sufficient. That's not it's not a charity. Uh, it's a public service, and we we should fully support it through the public purse, not through individual contributions from people getting on the bus. But 
Having said that, there are buses that leave Belfast City Centre every day that go on a 40 or 60 minute uh, tour of Belfast. Now, Ulster bus will take it to Edinburgh, it will take it to Cork and Kerry and Dublin on tours. Is there any reason why TransLink couldn't have a uh, Belfast uh, City uh, bus tour? at £15, the same as all the, all the other operators, and try and get someone in from there. But again, you know, that's supplementary. That would be additional to whatever money we should supply from the public purse. Do you honestly believe that people should be able to walk out of their house down to the bus stop and get a free ride into the town or across the country? I do not. See, that's where I presume you and I have a different view of of life. At what point do we stop giving handouts to people? At what point do we expect other people to pay for those who aren't going to pay? They're not handouts, you see, and this is where I take exception to the type of talk show host. This isn't personal, obviously. I mean, you have a certain persona yourself on the radio, but this this right-wing agenda of... Well, where you're coming from is sustainability through people paying for a service being provided. So uh, let me stop you there for one second. Let me stop for one second. What is right wing about expecting people to pay a bus fare? Because if I follow your logical extension, then people should be paying for their health. People should be paying for their education. Young children who go to school at the age of five shouldn't get school meals. Thatcher took away their milk. They shouldn't get people who are poor shouldn't get subsidies for. Uh, school uniforms, if that still happens, uh, people shouldn't be given, people shouldn't be given any subsidies. Frank. Let's extrapolate what you're saying, take it to the full extreme of whatever service you want, you need to provide for it. You shouldn't have a state pension. What you should do is invest in your private pension all the way through your working life, which will uh, subsidise your retirement. So yeah, but you're, you're, your the, you're the one, Huffrond, Fried, you're the one who's taking it to an extreme. Of, of, the health service is something that we pay is. into, we pay into as working people all through all through our lives. Mm-hmm. But we, we, yes. we're not born, in, born into a society where there's free transport. We were born, thankfully, into a society where there is free health care at the, the point of need, and, and long may that continue. But to say that providing free buses should be the same as providing free health care is quite a stretch. I, I don't see any stretch at all. I'd be interested in what the people actually listening to your show would feel about this because there are cities and there are proven cases where free transport has increased people's mobility. It's made it easier for people potentially to go to work. If you don't have a car and the distance involved in going to work becomes a burden and the financial cost it takes to get the work. All those things can prevent the economy growing potentially and prevent people from going to work and prevent people's social network of... I know people who are over 60 and they have the free pass and many of them are retired and they go down and see friends and see family and keep that social contact going, which is very important. I mean, if you talk to anybody who's involved in age concern or any age groups, they talk about social isolation within the home and people not being able to uh, have those have those connections. Of course, listen, I'm with you. I'm, I can see the benefits of it. I'm just wondering right. how we're going to pay for it. Do you put the taxes up? How, how do you pay for the buses and the, the maintenance of the buses and the trains and the, the diesel or the electric or whatever the buses or the hydrogen or whatever they're going to run on in the future? How, how, do, you, how do you write the check? Well, 
maybe you're going to be surprised by what I'm about to say, but I doubt it. I've already stated that the problem is neoliberal austerity. The problem is when people say that services have to be paid, provided and paid for by the, by the service user. I think that they should be subsidised by the government. The problem is we have the wrong government that has a neoliberal austerity policy. We need to change the government and we need to do much more than that. We need to change the system that allows these people to allow multi-billionaires to get richer, the wealth gap to increase, the, the disparity in health. You can die 10 years younger uh, if you're in a, in a poor working class area like I live in, in North Belfast, or you live in the leafy suburbs of the uh, Gold Coast, where maybe some of the presenters and some of the contributors to your show live, potentially live 10 years longer, the system is wrong. The system needs change. So if you're asking me, where will I find the money to subsidise the free buses, we need to have a government that cares about the value of the people that uh, that make up society and the people that actually create the wealth, which is the working class people who go to work every day and create the wealth that allows other people to live in luxury. Okay, one, fi- one, one final question, just for my own information. Where are the free buses? Which, which countries are the free buses in? Because I'm aware of, of Luxembourg. They're having some sort of initiative for free transport next year. I remember reading something ab- about that. Now, Luxembourg's a very rich and small country. But can you give me an example of which country I could go to on my holiday where I can step on and off the buses for free? Copenhagen is a, a, a ticket that's Denmark is a, is, a, is a small and very rich country. Britain is an island and that's extremely rich and it'll have more money than, than uh, Denmark could possibly ever dream of having. And are the, bus, the uh, buses free in Denmark? You don't have to pay for the buses in Denmark? I don't know. I'm not saying that, but uh, to be honest with you, I'm sitting in the car on the phone. I don't think there's any I can, country. I can I Google it, mate, you know. Yeah, I, I don't think I, I'm open to guidance on it, and I'm absolutely yeah. will will uh, you know pay tribute to you if, get some, get if, if there are if there are countries that are already doing it because I'd like to have a look at them to see how they're making how they're making it work f- financially. Fra, you you raise points that I'm sure many people agree with, some people will disagree with, but you're, there's clarity in what you're saying and uh, eloquence and all of that, and I appreciate you coming on. Thanks, buddy. No, thank you. Thank you. Uh, 02890 I want to speak to Roy Beggs, who's on the Infrastructure Committee. Uh, Roy Beggs, good morning. Good morning, Frank. How are we going to get the money to keep TransLink, if you excuse the expression, afloat? Well, when you set a budget, there's always choices. Now, one of the things that's wrong is that uh, the, the, the executive, the white DUP and Sinn Féin have run the budget process for the last number of years is they don't give choices. They, they give headline figures for each department and nobody really knows the details below that. In a proper budget process, the effect of that budget would be very transparent and people then can choose, oh, I don't think we should spend so, the money there, we should put the money into our buses and railways and make sure we maintain public transport systems to get people to work and school and protect the environment. But that's not the way we do it. We'll, have, we'll, 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 we'll scramble around, uh, there'll either be cuts or we'll... What I've learned there recently was there's this £29 million shortfall in running costs of TransLink. That's not for anything new, that's just, just to keep everything going as they are. But on a different budget, there's going to be £28 million over the next three years for the new Irish language and Ulster Scots commissioners. 
So, so we're, we're going to be able to provide translation services, but no buses. You'll be able to ask for your bus in Irish. I know they're Scots, no doubt, uh, but you'll be no, no, the buses won't be there. So we really need you, proper, you, proper you, politics, you, 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 real you, choices. Okay, but you, 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 what you're basically saying is we've got to take the money from somewhere else. The the the, 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 the language commissioners are something that you think would be easily targeted, but you've got to take the money from somewhere else, depending on what your political perspective is. The real politics is about making choices. It's not about putting your hand out for more money every, every time and saying to somebody else, you give me more money so I can deliver all my wish lists. Uh, it's about making choices and there should be transparency about where money is being spent and where the choices are. Well, one of the things that's come to light that, that I've been uh, um, inquiring about is some of the flag- flagship projects that the executive is, uh, the, the, is proceeding with. And uh, one of those is the A5 Originally, it was going to cost £650 million. There was going to be a £400 million subsidy from the Irish government because it also was the route to Donegal. It's not just about the the traffic in Northern Ireland. However, those figures are now changed. It's now almost £1.2 billion, they estimate. Already £75 million has been spent and not a spade put in the ground. And uh, on top of that... Uh, uh, the Irish government has removed their uh, support down from four hundred million to seventy five million pounds. So instead of that A five road costing the Northern Ireland block grant two hundred and fifty million pounds, it's now going to cost us one point one million one point one billion pounds. So there are choices. I'm not saying the road should never ever be built, but the speed in which they're pretend, are, uh, potentially building it is definitely too far fast. Should they be looking at uh, upgrading some of the existing route rather than entirely concentrating on a brand new road, which actually is disrupting uh, many farms uh, along along its journey? So we need to spend money and live according to to what we can afford, not go forward with flagship ship projects and the essentials fall behind. We're not fixing our streetlights. We're still very slow at fixing potholes. We need to maintain our roads, and we we need to make sure there's enough money uh, for maintaining things rather than just building new projects where something can appear to cut a, a ribbon. The next thing you'll be telling me that you don't want the bridge at Narrow Water. Well, the choice will be, do you want a bridge at Narrow Water, or do you want new buses? That, that's the real choice. Or uh, you can, that one, those are two different capital choices. Those are, that is the real choices. And people go forward with their petty schemes and seem to be ignoring the essentials that everyone in the community, from all sections of the community need. Everybody needs a good public transport system. And this is also important uh, in terms of uh, improving the air quality in our towns and cities. It's also important in protecting the environment and providing an efficient means that people can get to work and school. And we could save a fortune on policing during the demonstrations around July, couldn't we? If if people would learn to be tolerant and behave better, uh, that, that, that would be the right thing to do. We don't need commissioners to do that. We need common sense. The com- common sense from people who organise parades, common sense from people who bring people out onto the street, all of that, all of that is a real drain on the public purse. 
Well, if we don't, we will be going forward making very, very difficult choices in terms of providing what are essential needs of our community. Um, Public transport, health, education, those are essential areas and uh, we need to make sure that there's funding for them and we don't waste the money that we have. We can't always run around with our hand out. There are difficult decisions to be made and we should be making them. the the uh, the budget process I said is 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 flawed. In fact, the a previous assembly committee recommended a new process, and then um, Sinn Féin and DUP binned that idea, and it was never seen in the light of day. Subsequently, people really don't know the detail of what and what's coming out of the budget, other than the headline figures. You're painting a picture of frugal times ahead, Roy Beggs, if you don't mind me saying. You're you're going to bin a lot of projects. You're going to draw back on a lot of established ideas uh, to ensure that the buses are fully financed. Is, is, is it as bleak as that where the future in Northern Ireland, going into this new decade, going into a post-Brexit time, it's, it's so tight that we're going to be able to do nothing other than the obvious? The, the, as I say, responsible politics is about deciding priorities and it's also, if necessary, deciding to uh, increase taxes or lower taxes. That is real politics. It's not dreaming up all your wish list and then going somewhere else and putting your hand out and say, give me more money. Um, We need to be very careful in that we are already getting 21% more than the average of citizens elsewhere in the United Kingdom. And I'm sure some some of them will be saying, why is Northern Ireland being treated uh, so well? Now, I do expect that some additional monies will become available for Northern Ireland. Uh, I think it's the 10th or 11th of March when there is a a new um, spending review announced at uh, Westminster. We may well benefit from that. But in the meantime, should the money not arrive, let's, let's us be very careful as to where we commit public funding for. We, we can't just afford to fund people's petty schemes. I mean, another one which has come out there recently is, is that uh, uh, with the Sinn Féin minister back in, there's going to be a new uh, stadium at um, Casement Park. It's right and proper that there should be some public support for that, as there was for our football stadium and our rugby stadium. But I understand the costs there have gone skyward. Uh, and uh, that doesn't mean that the public should be picking up the, the, the additional mons, money. That means either they have to trim back with their, their plans or the GAA has to uh, provide additional money. We cannot always run to the public purse to get people's petty schemes or favourite schemes promoted. We must ensure that the essential services such as health, education, public transport looked after. It's interesting what you describe as petty schemes because the establishment of an iconic stadium for the one sport that doesn't have it in Northern Ireland, many people would suggest is not a petty. The A5 road is something again that people may not describe as petty. The link bridge in South Down that people have been waiting for for the best part of 40 years others would say is not petty and equality within language is another issue that to so many people is any Thing, but Patty, you've described them all as irrelevant uh, to, to you, and therefore um, you think they should be penalised to the betterment of the services that everyone expects. I, I don't want 
to have lots of money spent on Ulster Scots, lots more money spent on Ulster Scots. I, 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 I can enjoy Ulster Scots heritage and I can appreciate Irish heritage, music, dancing, etc. But what we need to be very careful is the degree to which we promote funding towards those schemes, particularly if at the same time we're not looking after everyone in our health service, all our children at our schools, or not even being able to provide a public transport service. There are choices. Um, and people seem to have put their, their favourite priority schemes way above what I believe the general public is. OK, uh, appreciate your time. Uh, Roy Beggs, where those schemes are, in his words, petty, or indeed, as he suggested at the end, their favourite or pet projects. Uh, does, it, does, it, does it matter? Can we, can we sideline so much that's expected in order to provide these vital services? And he is talking about vital services, as in transport, as in health, as in education. Do we have to be a bit more draconian in our approach and show our frugal nature in order to make progress in order maybe just to stand still um do let us know what you think 02890 planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Three one zero five. Let me speak to Trevor on line two. Good morning, Trevor. Morning, Frank. Um, Frank, um, they said about these buses, Transnet, going um, mega edition. Well, um, for the for the uh, for the strike celebrations, they should um, try and get um, that Irish language stopped and try to get the, the Ulster Scots thing stopped because nobody wants that, Frank. So you don't want the idea of. Irish language or Ulster Scots language commissioners being appointed or money being put forward to fund the development of those cultures or languages, uh, you'd be in favour of drawing a line under that? Yes, I would, yeah, because um, nobody wants it, because... Well, hold on, we can't can't say nobody wants it because there have been thousands lobbying for it for as long as I've been doing this programme. However, you don't want it. I've seen other people that saying that they don't want that. And there's buses in Belfast now have um, the Irish um, uh, 
So you're going to buses and all day. So the, what, what's this all about? Oh, you, run that past me again. I missed that one. There, there are buses in Belfast at what? Uh, Metro has buses, signs on Senate Dam where they're going to the Falls Road. It's in Irish language. What's that all about? Does that does that annoy you? It does, yeah, because um, it um, shouldn't be allowed because nobody wants the Irish language. Yes, I, I, I'm from East <laughs> Belfast, and we have a place called um, Taurus in East Belfast, which people who has the Irish language, but there's nobody in East Belfast goes to it. It's people outside Belfast are coming to the Irish languages. Yeah, you don't like the idea of what's happening down there in the east, but you particularly are dismayed at the Irish language being up in the being up in the the west. Um, you, you're ever up about Ballyhackamore, are you? I do. Yeah. I'm up Ballyhackamore most of the times as well. Yeah, just look up Ballyhackamore and get me an understanding. You can come back to me when you look it up about what Ballyhackamore actually is in terms of a name. Is, um, is, 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 owned by, is, is run by a fellow called Con, somebody called Con. Yeah, but with regards to the, the history of Ballyhackamore and how that name came about, we don't get many better examples of a word that's derived from the from the Irish language. But you, you do feel, you do feel indeed that it shouldn't be on the buses and to you it is something that is dismaying, maybe even distressing. But see, but see what's my point is, see the Irish language, the Irish language that came from um, the, the Free Presbyterian Church and the Free Presbyterian Church um, scrapped the, the Irish language and they all of a sudden that um, all the governments now want their Irish language put in. Well, they're spending so much money on their Irish language. Why can't they spend the money on the buses and get proper buses for Translake and get the get the Translake up running again? Because yeah. there's people yeah. runs who uh, who um, wants to use public transport, and it's like the trains. The trains are far better than yeah. they were years and years ago. And it seems the buses. Did I did I catch you right there? Are you blaming Paisley for his religious beliefs promoting the Irish language? No, I'm not. I, I'm just saying, but there's nobody, there's nobody else wants the Irish language. There's nobody in... But what did you mean I by the Free Presbyterian I, Church got rid of the Irish language? I'm saying I have Catholic, I have Catholic and Protestant friends, and the Catholic Protestant friends says, we don't want the Irish language. Yeah. Just uh, one, one final one before you go, because you did say something about the Free Presbyterian Church in the Irish language. What, what was that point you made? That was... The, that was, that was the, the, the Irish language actually came from the uh, Presbyterian Church. Yes, yes. The, the Presbyterian Church is steeped in the tradition of the Irish language. There's, there's no question about that, because if you go back into the mists of time, we're all steeped in the Irish language, because, you know, whether you like it or not, Trevor, this is just the reality of it. This patch of land, whether you call it Northern Ireland, Ireland, Era, you know, Ulster, Munster, Leinster, Connacht, the wee north, the six counties, the free state, I don't care what you call it, it's the part of the world where the Irish language was spoken and the Irish language has to do with the land that is Ireland. So whether you're Presbyterian or Catholic or Muslim or Jew or dissenter or whatever, that's the reality. Yes, you got a point there. But what, what, what I mean, right, if um, our buses and our trains are going to go um, not handle the funding, what, what, what are people going to do for public transport? 
This is another question that we are trying to get answered, Trevor, and we'll continue to, to ask it. How do we get the money to ensure that the public transport is as good as we need it to be? Uh, Neil has a point. Um, let me see, he's on uh, line three and he's uh, ready to have a, a conversation with us uh, here on the U105 phone-in. And if you are just joining us, you are very welcome. Indeed, uh, busy as always through the run of the morning. Neil, good morning to you. Good morning, Neil. Hi, Frank. How you doing? Um, very well, fella. Go ahead. Yeah, um, it's just two points, really. He, the previous caller you had on, I honestly can't remember his name, but uh, he was the one who was mentioning about the, you know, uh, the free transport, um, etc. I mean, uh, I was I'm driving on the way down to the here and I was listening to to his argument about his his points, but you know that. That, that's you know completely ludicrous. As I, I, I'm not aware of any country other than what you mentioned, uh, Luxembourg, so to speak. But oh, that's um, Fra. That's Fra, who's coming at it from a, yeah. a a socialist perspective. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say it sounds sounds very uh, sounds sounds very socialist and communistic, to be honest. But I mean, the the the, the, the points that he made, you know, the, the, there was there was there was points made, but there was never any solution to it. Who's going to pay for it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But you know, um, the, the the other the other point that I, I wanted to ask is, and I, I I tried to Google this while I was waiting for you on the call, um, is you know the the department's budget deficit was um, was was announced in 2019, 13 odd million pounds they were short uh, short funded or whatever, but um, you know, and again this year I think that that hasn't been addressed, which is why I think they're in the situation they're in, but there hasn't really been a question raised as to you know how these budgets are being used in these departments i mean transport is just is, is just another one but a lot of the government departments all have been you know shouting out and saying that they've been underfunded etc cetera, etc cetera. and we've heard all these stories about extra money coming in from you know whatever deal the dep did and various other different things etc i just don't know if anyone's really asked a question is to say, you know, what have you been spending this money on? Well, those questions are often asked and you're asking it again today. I'm sure they have a long list of examples of what they are spending them on, including um, the rollout of broadband, for example, the development of the, the roads, like the bypass at Dungiven and other examples. But it's still relevant to ask the questions because we don't seem to be able to make the pounds all add up or the pounds all count because crisis after crisis does seem to come in upon us. Neil, thank you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.